Welcome to the Solent Shipping Podcast, your weekly shipping news and market recap, with your hosts, George Day and Andrea Iguera. Hi, welcome to the Shipping Podcast. It's been a while. How are you, George? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, you know, in lockdown uh, after Christmas break. I've seen that you in UK, you are the same. So it's not, you know, a great situation right now. But anyway, we cannot do anything else. So um, how is the weather today in UK? Like, you know, not great as always. Awful, raining, very cold, wonderful. No, today it was sunny in general, like 10 degrees for sunny. Uh, it was great, luckily, but we have to stay home, so it doesn't change too much. So, um, what would you like to talk about today? Dry bulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, dry bulk market, uh, specifically kind of scrappage uh, at the end of 2020 and into 2021, mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe uh, seeing an improvement in the market across 2021 as a result of you know fewer ships. Yeah, have you seen that theoretically should be a great year, a great year, uh, a little bit better, I would say, compared to the last two, three years for the dry bulk market. Uh, what do you think about this? Why, in your opinion, uh, um, there will be this uh, increase, this improvement in the in the market? Well, we've got a few older ships out there. You know, there's more than 5.5 percent of ships are over yes. 20 years old. Um, and then now we're seeing an increase in value, in scrap value. So those older vessels, quite a few of them are larger vessels as well. They're, fe- they're now fetching good prices at scrap. So maybe the owners have been waiting for a half decent scrap value. And mm-hmm. now they're taking and they're capitalizing on that opportunity. Yeah, I've seen before that, for example, the scrapping market was a little bit lower during the last summer in 2020. Um, it was more or less 300 uh, light display, $300 uh, per light displacement ton. So right now it's more or less 450. So it's a little bit better. So I think ship owners are trying to scrap as many ships as possible, especially old ships. Like we said before, Polaris, uh, the I would say the Greek ship owner, has just scrapped two Vuelo uh, C that are very large or carrier, uh, like two or three weeks ago. And for $430 per light displacement ton, that is not bad at all. In, uh, uh, I would say Bangladesh, I don't remember right now, but generally are uh, India, uh, Bangladesh, especially Chittagong and Turkey. So I think they forecasted the market. It was a wise choice eventually. So what do you think about this? Yeah, um, they're scrapped in Malaysia, I believe. Uh, but fetching 19.8 million each isn't too bad, is it really? Yes, um, not bad at all. No, not bad at all. Yeah, they scrapped 13 last year as well, didn't they? So there's yeah. some more There's some more tonnage. We worked out about 400, uh, sorry, not 400, about uh, 4.5 million in uh, 4.5 million tons of of carrying capacity gone from yeah. VLOC's uh, fleet there. So that's... That's quite a lot of tonnage gone. Just yeah, they reduced the they reduced the tonnage. So of course, the market theoretically should be a little bit better, especially for the you know iron ore market. 
should be better for who is in uh, into the market right now. So, but uh, according to Clarkson, I was looking at before there should it should be a little bit better the dry bulk market this year, uh, especially the uh, spot market for Cape size. It should be like uh, fifteen thousand um, dollars per day compared to the last year. That average talking uh, was more or less ten thousand. So, kind of you know great improvement if we look at that point of view. But uh, anyway, we have seen some ship owners like Scorpio uh, and his CEO and president uh, Emanuele Lauro decided to uh, remove and exit from this market, from the dry bulk market, because it actually thought that it wasn't really profitable to invest uh, all of this money in the uh, wind offshore market. What do you think about this choice? Um. I mean, offshore is a is a growing market, I suppose. There's opportunities there. Um, to be honest, I don't really know how the internal workers of their business are. I think yeah. dry bulk, certainly over 2021, has some opportunities in it. I think that um, it's one of those businesses where if you if you if you're kind of steadfast and you're and you're clever about it, then you can you can you can do well. Um, but it's being able to cling on long enough for the good times, isn't it? Um, yes. 70% of the order book at the moment is said to be delivered in 2021. Um, yes. Like we've already said between ourselves that, you know, there's going to be some slippage there, isn't there? There's going to be an increase. Yes. Slippage. Um, yeah, I mean, this Joybox had a bit of a rough time over the last few years, I think. Um, so owners... And operators are very keen to see an improvement in the market there. They're very keen to see an improvement. So any opportunity to kind of capitalize on any opportunities, they're going to take it, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so I was looking before, for example, at the um, grain markets that uh, higher Chinese corn imports boost Panamax bulkers. So if we are facing, you know, a pandemic right now and the oil market, of course, is not the best right now, uh, people still consume food, still use, you know, iron ore to build uh, new facilities and everything like that. So I think the dry bulk uh, is still working, uh, probably improving compared to the to the oil tanker, especially for the, the, the planes, the jets that are not flying at all. There is no tourism. So I think the tanker market will suffer a little bit compared to the to the dry bulk uh, mar dry bulk market and i've seen before that for example the ng market uh, has got two amazing weeks uh, in the last you know the last month and the spot market was pretty good so you know it's difficult to forecast the the next year because it's everything related to the uh, to the outbreak and uh, but if we talk about you know wheat uh, all the food that have been shipped uh, uh, through dry bulk, I think they they will not be too much, you know, uh, influenced by the uh, outbreak. This is just my personal opinion, but anyway, mm. they might see they might see a good they might fetch good prices at the moment if they're going to move across to um, wind. And, um, if they're going to move across the wind power and that's their plan, then they probably would fetch good prices through 2021 for their vessels. Um, yeah. And if they've got some vessels that they plan on scrapping, they'd probably catch good prices then as well. 
Um, so it might be a good timing in terms of an exit strategy. Um, they might have good timing there. And I suppose maybe I, I'm, I'm no expert here, but in terms of uh, wind power and especially in terms of um, uh, vessel uh, vessel earnings, I'd imagine there's probably a little bit less volatility there as well. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I would expect there's a lot less volatility um, because you've got constant power supply from turbines and because of lack of storage i expect most of that energy has to go straight into the grid so whilst energy prices may fluctuate um there's not the fluctuation in terms of demand like you might find with an oil power station where if the demand's not there you just stop using oil you can't stop the wind from blowing sort of thing yeah for sure um so in terms of shipping wise those vest those um that infrastructure is always going to need um vessels you know support vessels and support there so there's always going to be their money there for them if that's what they're looking at i haven't read into it so i'm not 100 sure um and then also back to the back to the bulk market like you said about food and things yes i think in all the chaos of covid19 and what it's done to the rest of uh, rest of the world and especially like you said about the oil and chemicals markets uh, but especially oil and petroleums they're it's a um it's been a turbulent time for them and actually like you said food and all these things these are still crucial materials and reconstruction materials as well i mean construction is still going ahead in most pretty much all countries their construction workers are still going to work like uh, china for example they they still import steel so yeah. that is fundamental to build you know yeah uh, construction work is still going ahead and then yes like you said in china as well the industry needs to keep going because they need people to keep their jobs and they need to keep their economy open and you know it's not like everyone in china can go and work from home is it i mean they're they china is not necessarily a service-based economy so they need to keep factories open they need to keep smelting plants open they need to keep producing so they're going to increase their you know their demand for um imports and we'll see an increase in well we might not see a complete increase but we probably will see a, a continued steady increase from china's demand um as they a try to build their economy you know, they continually try and build their economy and as a whole they grow as a country yeah totally agree totally agree. we're gonna see that so thank you very much george for your presence and have a nice day bye bye